another big interview with Anele and the club only on 947. We're chatting to from my Beyonce to Frankie's Beyonce. This man is called <laughs> John Favreau. What a legend. And I, I just knew, I just knew he was a nice guy. Yeah, you can see it. I, eh? You can see it. You see the way people speak about him. You see the projects that he is pulled in on. I mean, this is the man that literally created Iron Man for us. He saves by. He is like the savior of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's his face? Stan Lee? Yes, yes. This is Stanley's guy. Exactly. He is the one who is what? There's another. I, I read a book uh, where they mentioned him, and they said he is the one who saved the house that George Lucas built. Because he's been very instrumental in the Star Wars universe mm. and creating what has become one of the world's most fun, biggest shows called The Mandalorian. Mm. So then, uh, thanks to Disney Plus, they yes. said to us, "Hey guys, you want to interview John Favreau?" We said, "Yes, I said, yes, yes, yes." Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. I'm going to Mandalore. This is the way. Another big interview with Anele and the Cloud. Only on 947. John Favreau from Forest Hills in Queens all the way. That's right. Did your research? Yes. Do you know why? Because I watched your speech when you got the Hollywood Walk of Fame, <gasps> and and it was it was quite endearing. I love that. What does that mean to you that you're finally, you know, we're going to be able to walk on you, pee on you? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the first two thoughts that jumped in my head as well. Um, the uh, I got to say, it was I don't really remember the speech that much. It was a little bit surreal. Because, um, you know, you go there and, and that's a that, that's a little important piece of street for me there. That was right in front of the El Capitan Theater where we're going to be doing a screening event for The Mandalorian coming up when I go home. I'm in, I'm in the UK now. And we had uh, Iron Man premieres there and, um, and Spider-Man uh, uh, Spider and Jungle Book and Lion King. So for me to actually be there, part of the... Part of the, the the sidewalk, part of the foundation of that neighborhood for all the the next generation of of aspiring filmmakers and actors to be walking up and down those streets, looking at those names, to be part of that fabric is really an honor. Is there a bit of a pressure on you because everybody calls you the savior, the savior of Iron Man, the savior of the Marvel universe, the savior of George Lucas's dream? You know, do, every time you get into a project, do you feel like a little bit of a pressure that oh, John, you know, well, everybody's counting on you? I do. I feel a pressure that I want to be responsible to the audience. I really like it when they like it. You know, there's, I'm, I'm the kind of storyteller and filmmaker where like, I, I really do care about the, the reaction. You know, there's some filmmakers who are artists and they, as long as they're happy with it, even if people don't understand it, they're, they're satisfied. I'm not that way. I like, maybe because I came up in comedy, I like the laughter. I like the cheers. I, I really like that. And, and being a filmmaker, you get to, extend so much past what you could do as a performer. And I'm working with all these great visual effects people, these great directors and other actors and costume designers. So I love I love when people get excited about it. But, you know, they hate me a lot too. They'll yell at me a lot if they don't like something I do. So it's, but I think it's a net positive. I think people for the most part like it. But I've had movies that didn't work and they, they like to yell at you a lot now, especially with the internet. 
But I, I, I love what I do, and I love that people are excited about this, and I, I hope they enjoy it as much as we do. My, uh, I've got to say, my wife is a, is a big fan of The Mandalorian. When I said to her, we're going to chat to you, she said, she started screaming, and she said, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, how much Baby Yoda are we going to see in this? And when is Groku getting his own series? Like that's, she's like, that's all you have to ask, John. That's all I want to know. Well, you're going to see a lot of a lot of Baby Yoda here, and Grogu is. Uh, what's great about having spent two years away and and checking in with these characters and, and the other series, the Book of Boba Fett, we saw that Baby Yoda was training with Luke Skywalker. We saw that the Mandalorian really missed his little pal, and now them being reunited uh, and and starting a new season, we're going to see how much things have changed in that relationship. And and although Baby Yoda didn't get much taller or much bigger, he's learned a lot. And he's starting to mature, and you're going to see him not be the helpless little infant that he was when we first saved him. You seem to have this this eye in this in the Star Wars universe for catching these characters, you know. So, like the world fell in love with Grogu immediately, as much as we fell in love with Mandalorian. Is there another character in the universe in the universe that has caught your eye that you're like, maybe there's a story to tell there? Oh boy, that's a good question. There's a lot of great characters there. And there are some that are from from like books too that were never in movies, and and there's such a this such a knowledgeable fan base that you know that everybody has favorites. I know one of them that popped up was was Grand Admiral Thrawn. We mentioned that character. That's a very good character that's never been in live action from my from my knowledge, but has been in books and animation. So he's a he's a very compelling character. And when it comes to the tech, I mean, this is the best tech that we've seen on TV and in film. Do you sometimes worry that the tech gets so far ahead of, you know, costumes and script? Or how do you work it that everything matches on the same level? Because when the execution happens, it happens properly. But we do know that we're dealing with the best tech in the world when it comes to this. Well, thank you. It's a, I'm very lucky to be partnered up with the people at ILM, Industrial Lights and Light and Magic, the company that George Lucas started in order to create the technology so that he could present the space battles that we saw in the very first Star Wars film. And that was built around miniatures and motion control cameras. And although that feels very nostalgic now, and we use, still use some of those techniques in the show, uh, it was always about cutting-edge technology. And that's part of the magic trick with Star Wars is creating the backdrop of technology and magic, uh, but having very strong characters that mean more than any of that. So hopefully the characters are outshining what surrounds them. Because at its heart, it has to be about families and people and struggle and good versus evil. John, thank you so much, man. We've been looking forward to the third season of Mandalorian for so long. We can't wait to get stuck into this. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, John. Take care.